welcome to episode number 19 of the podcast series. If you're listening to this on the day it uploads, which is a Friday, I hope that you've had a great week and that you're doing well. Um, I've just got to apologise in advance. Hay fever has hit me hard this week, so apologies if within this intro I sound a little bit like I've got a peg over my nose and I'm trying to do an impression of a robot. Um, the pollen is out in force. But you'll be glad to hear that I recorded this episode before the pollen hit, so I do not sound quite like this. Anyway, pollen excuses and weird voice aside, let's dive into today's episode where I sat down with Charlotte from Medialux to talk all about what it looks like to have a truly effective website. I first met Charlotte over Instagram, we got talking, realised we were kind of in the same field and then we connected at an event and from that point I knew that I wanted to ask her to join me for an episode. When I asked her, you know, what content she wanted to talk about or what topics she wanted to cover, I was genuinely so excited when she suggested websites because I think that often it's a part of digital marketing that we avoid. We love to talk about social media or email marketing or visual branding but we often forget how vital it is to nail our websites and to to have really strong websites at the core of our businesses. In this episode, Charlotte walked us through how to establish a written brand voice and how she practically did this and why it's so important, why your homepage should be something that's really important to you and how you can ensure it's as effective as can be, how you can use content to nurture site visitors into customers, know when to change your content and how to know if it's working for you, and also some really great practical steps you can take off the back of this episode to audit your site and know what needs to change. I'm really excited to share this with you. It is packed with a ton of value, a ton of expertise, and I really love recording it. I think Charlotte and I could have probably spoken for hours about the importance of websites, but you'll be glad to know we kept it within the normal time. I'll stop talking now so you can get to the episode. Um, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Starting the Conversation. If we haven't met before, my name's Alice and I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK. It basically means that I work one-on-one with entrepreneurs and help them to develop effective and sustainable online strategies. I'm going to be real, when I first started my business, Google was my go-to for all my questions and I was incredibly isolated. A job which I once loved was soon making me pretty miserable and I realised that something needed to change. You see, I truly believe that when we create community with fellow entrepreneurs and keep it real about what we're going through, being self-employed becomes far more fulfilling. So consider this podcast your go-to place for a good old mix of honesty and expertise. Listen in on open conversations with likewise women, where we'll discover their stories and also the learning curves which has got their business to where it is today. Also, join me for solo episodes where I'll unpack a digital marketing or business topic, hopefully leaving you with some expertise that you can apply to your business right away. So now that you're up to date on who I am and what this podcast is about, let's dive into today's conversation. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know you already, tell me a bit more about yourself, your business, what you get up to, fill people in. So I um, am the person behind Media Looks. It's just me. It's not an agency. And I offer brand communications and content services to um, small businesses and independents. Um, So that's everything from brand strategy to um, creating content, um, written content for website, looking at tone of voice, um, social media editorial, basically anything that's 
written um, for the brand. That's where I kind of come in and support. So um, whether it's somebody who's running their business on their own and they don't have time to kind of look at um, their website messaging and um, email copy, that type of thing, or um, it might be a small team already and they just need additional support. So that could be anything from writing blogs to press releases, really just to kind of help them get their their brand voice and content out there (laughs) amazing so for people that don't already know because I know when we've chatted before you've said you know you sometimes say brand communications and people just look at you a bit blankly of like what does that actually mean tell me more about what was your kind of story into starting media because if it's brand communications isn't necessarily something that's kind of on the tip of everyone's tongue what was that process for you of starting that business and choosing kind of that niche to go into so um before I set up Media Look and, um, and worked for myself, I was in-house for two different jewellery brands looking after their content and editorial. Um, so my titles were editor and head of brand communications, although they were still relatively small businesses. Um, so really, I would look after the how the, how the brand portrayed themselves through um, their messaging and their tone. So anything really that was written... Um, and working with the sort of um, design teams and um, the web team to make sure that any um, touch point that people had with the brand was cohesive um, so that the visuals married up with the tone and um, the, the brand really was consistent wherever somebody kind of would would have that touch point with it. Um, so sort of with, with that background and um, sort of a PR and marketing background, um, I had spoken to a lot of sort of small business owners who didn't really have the time to kind of focus on that because they'll set up a business, they'll be fantastic at what they're doing, whether that's service or product-based. Um, but then, yeah, when when it comes to brand communications, that's something that goes alongside it and they're like, oh God, I need to be on social, I need to be updating my website and they either don't have the time or necessarily kind of um, understand the best approach to kind of go with. So that's where I'd kind of come in to help and, and give them that assistance, either give them sort of a strategy and a plan um, and they can go ahead and, and work from it from there or I'll actually help them come up with the content and messaging that they they want to, to kind of speak for their brand. Yeah, yeah, I think that's amazing as well because I think a lot of the time as people who are self-employed or run our own businesses, we think that we're fully on our own, but it's so refreshing to know that we can connect with other either businesses or other entrepreneurs who can actually come in and be like, let me take this little bit away from you that takes up a lot of your time and actually isn't effective for you. And then you're almost opened up all this time to focus on the one thing that you do love, which is obviously your product or your service, which I think is really great. And I love when you were talking there about touch points and about how it's so true that any side of our digital marketing is just online digital touch points that people get in contact with. And we want to ensure that every single one of those touch points is a place that really, truly sells and really truly kind of communicates who we are as businesses um and obviously we in this episode today we're talking about like a big touch point which I personally think is often undervalued which is our websites yeah um and I'm sure you get it there's all this talk of Instagram and even like mailing lists and Facebook and Twitter and then our websites are sometimes just kind of shoved to the edge of like oh it's not always that shiny or exciting or new and that's why I love why we're talking about websites today when you brought it up as a like proposed idea of what to talk about I was like yes because websites yes. <laughs> are so important but sometimes they're not shiny and exciting so we don't always focus on them that's it, definitely and really that's the that's the place if somebody's going to kind of connect with your brand or business um 
that that's where they're going to be able to get the most information um, on what it is that you offer or what it is that you sell. So that really needs to be sort of, a, a, I always say to my clients, like a main focus point because they'll get a feel for what you do straight away. Um, first impressions count. And if they've had a really great experience with you on um, Twitter or Instagram or perhaps they've met you in person or something and then they've followed on to go and look at your website, if that doesn't kind of marry up with the, the experience that they've had and yeah. the, the person or the brand um sort of feel that they've got from um a different touch point then they'll just instantly click off because i think hang on a minute this isn't the person that i've been speaking to or this isn't the brand that i've sort of encountered on instagram and so it needs to be aligned so that that sort of journey for the the customer is consistent and that they feel like they're able to connect in the same way that they have on instagram through your website yeah i totally agree and i think our, our websites there's so much kind of power and potential harnessed in them in the sense that kind of your website can like you said like be this one-stop shop for everything in your business whereas often a social media platform kind of suits one side of your audience or one part of what you want to communicate but your website can do every single element of that and I think we miss out when we don't really focus in on how we can make that a really strong asset particularly when we're talking about marketing from Facebook or from Twitter there's a lot of links going on there and if those links are going towards our website that's great because we get I always talk to my clients they want to focus on Instagram first or Twitter first or Facebook first and I'm like no let's nail the website because if any digital marketing we're doing is going to point them towards the website and it's not as good as it can be that Facebook post or that Twitter strategy is dud because if you're not pointing people in a place that's 10 out of 10 and even better than where they were before you've totally lost them so I think sometimes we go we do it in a backwards way don't we we're like I want a shiny Instagram but then our, our websites just aren't at the same place no, that's it. And I, I often say that to people as well. I mean, it's 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 almost a, a, just a massive waste of time and of budget if you've got budget to kind of um, put to outsource with somebody else or if you're doing a campaign or something to push people to a website that you're not happy with. Um, because if you're not happy with it or you don't feel like it sells your product or service in the best way or there's something missing from it, then your customer's definitely going to think that. Um, so it, it I always just say to people like take a look at your website and see if it's really communicating your business in the best way and if you've got a voice then use it in a way that's going to engage people and and make them kind of want to look through your website and have that journey. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned in there about brand voice and that's one of the things that we're going to touch on today so let's start with that. Um, yeah. So obviously it's important when we're talking about any form of digital marketing, any form of content, if we don't first understand who it's coming from and who it's for, there's kind of void, whatever that piece of content is going to be. If we haven't understood the context of it, it's slightly irrelevant. So tell me more about this brand voice. Why is it such an important thing for us to do as kind of that preliminary step before we even talk about what it's going to look like or how it's going to feel? Yeah, so I think um, like with, with a brand voice, first of all, it's if you can kind of have um, a voice that is consistent, then that's going to make you distinctive because in, wherever you're kind of talking in in a digital sort of place, it's very noisy. There's so many other people shouting and posting all the time that it's difficult to kind of have something that will stand out. So if you've got a voice that is very authentic to your brand um, and 
sort of showcases your brand personality and your brand values that's how people will connect with you um they'll they'll find something in your tone or um the language that you use that is is relatable to to them and that will kind of draw them into want to connect with you further so yeah it's just it's so important to kind of get that consistency um and really think about how you want your brand to sound um how you want to kind of get people to engage and and so on and i love that we're talking about brand voices because i think we're all very familiar with branding and when we think of branding we instantly think of mood boards color palettes fonts <laughs> yeah how it's gonna look we're obsessed with having a cohesive instagram we want core colors we want fonts but no one's ever really talking about how important it is to actually get the words right and i think yeah. often we undervalue our copy because actually Yes, it's sometimes the visual that grabs someone, but it's the copy that takes them to that deeper level of getting to the message of it. And you're so right that if we don't nail that, then we've almost lost them and that anyone can make a pretty Instagram, but not everyone can get a brand voice, which is really true to them and to their audience. That's it. And I think especially with Instagram, obviously that is a visual platform. Um, but once you've kind of drawn someone in with the image, if, if they then find like find something with that image that they think oh hang on a minute you know I want to read the caption and if you're putting valuable content there that's when you're going to um, get more engagement in terms of comments and things because people will feel that they can relate to whatever it is that you're kind of saying um, and yeah it's just so important to kind of m make sure that the visual side of your branding matches up with the voice um mm -hmm. and I think I think like you said it is it does get a bit lost sometimes because I think when people think of branding they automatically think of oh gosh I need a logo and what colors am I going to use and and so on but when once you've kind of got that you need to then make sure that your communication as a brand will match up with that so that you do get that sort of um, longevity with an audience or a customer yeah and it, I think it can be one of those things where it's like very easy to say and always as easy to do and so give me <laughs> some because obviously you as a business in brand communications I'm sure it's something that you've done for yourself for media larks so tell me about what that process was like so for, for anyone listening who's thinking like oh crap I definitely feel like I value the colors and the look and the logo and the fronts, but I'm not sure I value the brand voice. Tell us about yeah. what that process was like for you, how you did it, what kind of helped you along the way so that people can understand that it's not just this theoretical thing, but actually something that they can do for their own businesses. Yeah, so I think um, the, the first thing I would always say is, especially um, anybody that's um, a personal brand or somebody that offers a service and it is just that one person that, that runs the business um it's making sure that you talk in an i instead of a we um so many times i'll kind of go onto a website and um they people will naturally want to kind of make their business sound bigger than it is um so they'll say our and we um and give this impression that there's there's a bit you know a big team behind what they're doing so i didn't want that because i'm not an agency um so i've always made sure that I talk as media looks as the, the brand name or yeah. I um, and I mean it does depend on where your communication as well so with um, Instagram for example the sort of content that I'll put on there is a lot more chatty because that suits the audience on there um, but then once you get to my website I feel like you still have that honest and open um, 
sort of language because I am talking in I and that it is me that is the person behind Media Lux. Um, but it's still got that sort of professional um, sort of side to it, I guess. So, I mean, it, I think when you're kind of developing your brand voice as well, you have to think um, about what you value and who you are as a brand. And this sort of depends on as well whether you're a product or service-based brand and whether you are um, a personal brand as well. If you are, yeah. then it's really looking at what is um, going to work best for you and, and you know, as an, as an individual, what would you kind of... Um, find the most engaging and if you if you were to kind of interact with your brand how would you want to feel and you kind of have to put yourself in the shoes of your audience to see how to communicate and once you've kind of got those values then it becomes much easier to kind of naturally write your content and put that sort of feel behind everything that you're saying yeah totally and I guess one of the benefits of your services is that you're a totally separate and objective view for people's businesses because I yeah. know that w we all get it don't we we work in and on our businesses 24 7 and when someone asks us a question that's quite detailed and trying to like look at the big picture things can be really hard because we're so stuck in like the everyday and what we're doing now that it can be difficult to take a step back and be like just th those questions isn't it of you know what do I want my brand voice to be what's my personality online what's my thing so I guess less of a question but more of a statement and I guess now it makes a lot of sense why your kind of services are really relevant for people because it enables someone else who's a step further backwards to look yeah. at things in a different way definitely and I think I mean it's 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 funny because when it actually comes to media looks I can spend so long thinking you know is this right um because when it's when you're kind of caught up in your brand and you, you you want it to be perfect and you can spend so much time sort of deliberating on whether you think this is the right approach. So sometimes it is good to kind of sit down with somebody and um, sort of get their view as somebody completely objective that will give their honest feedback and um, especially like, like we were saying with the website and, you know, is there any um, point through through the website that doesn't kind of quite marry up or have they just put content on there and not really thought about what it is they actually want to see and it really doesn't actually give an indication of what they do or who they are as a business um and so once you've kind of got your 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 tone of voice or your brand voice I always kind of suggest developing some key messaging so um just little sentences really that you can just sort of gently um put into you know maybe like a social bio or you, it might be um something that you put into um an email copy or if you're describing the brand to press or something like that it's something consistent that you can just sort of easily reel off yeah um, that kind of tells people what your brand or business is in in a really quick snapshot because <laughs> people ask don't they they're like oh what do you do and then I'll give them an answer and then five minutes later be like that was the worst explanation of my business and I've like totally undersold myself and yeah. I, I think for me when I had I've just learned now like a two sentence like I am this person I do this for these types of people which helps them with this and I'm like great I copy and paste that everywhere anytime there's like a bio for something or even you know like when you're a Facebook group and you have to do like an introduction I'm just like copy and paste that in that's me I don't have to think and I think a lot of the time as well especially um when you're working for yourself 
I speak to clients all the time and I think we do have this sense of everybody's just kind of winging it. So when somebody asks you what you do, you can almost feel like, oh God, I don't, what do I actually do? And, you know, think, well, will, will this make sense to people? Because when you're in a certain industry, like with the term brand communications, that makes sense to me because it's my background and that's sort of everything that I've done in my career so far. And, but when, when you speak to somebody that's sort of never come from a marketing background, like we said at the beginning that doesn't always make sense to people because it's not language that they're familiar with um so it's just kind of making sure that everything that you communicate is easy to digest for your audience and you're not kind of using any language that's going to deter them because it's something that they aren't really sure about yeah and it's like idea of I guess it's both relevant for everything as well as your website and that every single thing you want to create you want it to be made with your ideal customer or your ideal client or your ideal audience in mind because regardless of how wonderful that piece of content is or how great your business model is if people are switched off immediately by the tone of voice or the way it feels to them and it doesn't feel like it's speaking right at them then we totally miss that connection point um and i think when you were talking about you know when people that idea that we it's often difficult to see the faults in stuff that we have actually you didn't say that I think I mentioned it but in, I often see with clients when I talk to them about their website I'll say like a, a teeny tiny change for them to make and they'll just they'll just have this moment of like oh my gosh I didn't even realize that was something that was wrong and that's because we stare at this stuff all day every day and we really can struggle to see the things that need to be changed in it I know the big thing every single client that I work with on their website that always has the biggest changes is their home page yeah I bet you'll agree with this and that I think that homepage is like the biggest place for us to utilize because the reality is I think with my site and for many of my clients the statistics are about like 90 seconds is the average time that someone will spend on your site and they're generally just on the homepage and I think we miss what that statistic is telling us in that our homepage needs to work incredibly hard for us and be this really slick and professional not professional in the sense of corporate but just a place that we know really thoroughly communicates who we are what we do and how people can engage with that um so delve into that a bit more how what is it you see often in home pages that's good what's often bad how can we really make sure that they're the best they can be in terms of people hitting our site and wanting to carry on so i think um like you said it the there's such a small time frame that people that you've kind of got to make an impression when someone lands on your homepage and they'll either have come through because they follow you on a different platform and they want to find out more about you so like I was saying before if they follow you on Instagram for example and they've got this really great connection with you on there and then they hit the homepage and it just doesn't feel like it marries up then they're just going to click off and you've lost that chance to kind of communicate with them further um and the same goes for if they've kind of come across your website at any point and then come across to find out more if they if if you don't kind of spell it out for them in that initial sort of 10 seconds that they land on your site um of what it is you do so again like i was saying it does depend on whether you're a product or a service based business but you need to make sure that your messaging on there is really engaging tells them exactly what you do so if you are um a service-based business you need to tell them on that home page what it is that you do just completely spell it out for them it's so simple but we wouldn't think that would we we just assume that people know who we are and what we do that's 
it definitely if somebody kind of if if somebody was to to land on i don't know um so say somebody that just focuses on social media um and they they've got this really lovely um home page it looks beautiful but it doesn't actually say at any point you know social media and they, they'd have to go through to say like the about page or the services page to actually kind of get that information then it leaves people just wondering you know what what your website is and you know you you, you do need to have it sort of real instant um messaging on there for them um so that they feel instantly connected and then want to actually explore further through the website um so you just really need to make things clear something that i find with um a lot of clients is that they're you kind of don't want to look overlook the um navigation or the menu as well um don't have make don't make it difficult for people to get to where they want to through your website um if your menu is hidden or you i mean this is the thing you know where it is so you think oh it's fine but when you take back and put yourself in them the position of your audience is it actually easy for them to find do the um heading that you've got for your navigational menu make sense um so that people just kind of click through you don't want them to to have to spend a lot of time and work really hard to search for the information that you they need you know from your website um and again if they do find that they're clicking and clicking and not getting to to where they need to then they will just drop off and you've kind of lost that chance to yeah. to them or engage with them further i don't know if you've noticed this but i was recently working with a client on a website build um and she was talking me through all these ideas for the different page names she wanted and i'm sure 99 percent of websites we all have a home page services contact and about but yeah. she'd and she'd be fine with me saying this to you. She really funnily renamed all of those to these really funky names. So I can't yeah. actually remember that. But I think about me was like, um, have a coffee. Or like, contact was like, I'd like to hear from you. And like, and I love that because there's a lot of personality in it. But the reality is the second we try and make things super intricate and different and unique, people yeah. lose a sense of simple navigation. And regardless of we're like pretty website savvy right but I still go to a website and look for about me contact I scroll down to the bottom to find an email address and I think there's these like classic things that every single website has and there's a reason why people still do it is because it's effective and I think sometimes we try and reinvent the wheel don't we of like I want my website to be really different and fresh and unique and it's like you we can do that in our own ways but changing kind of the core fundamentals of what people look for on a website isn't that space but I don't know what will be experience of that be yeah because I mean I think um having that personality is great but that that sort of um language and that sort of tone and, and content can sit once you are actually on that page and they'll get a sense of who you are through the content that you place on there but like you said it's these sort of core elements of a website that need to be uh, sort of remain as simple as and as effective as possible really so that it just means that people are naturally led to the the content that they need without having to have a bit of a battle to kind of work out where where it is on your website yeah and it yeah. just keeps coming back to the idea you mentioned it earlier about having your home page particularly as a place which really helps people navigate through your site and I think something that we often undervalue with our websites particularly I've seen with people who have service-based businesses is obviously there's a lot that you want to tell people and there's a lot you want to take people through you want them to understand your story they want to understand your why that you want them to understand why you're 
services are good. You want them to see your testimonies, all these different things. And I think we often just assume that if people want to see it, they'll go and find it. And we don't value that us as the people that build the websites can create it in a way that really smoothly kind of navigates people through that. Definitely, um, yeah. And you met, one of the things we're going to talk about in a second is that idea of using content on your website to navigate people through a customer journey. And yeah. I think for me, that's like the huge thing that we can use our websites for is to actively nurture people from being strangers to nearly customers. And we don't have to do any work. That's the beautiful thing of a really great website is that yeah. they get on the site, they instantly connect with what they need and it takes them from, okay, you now understand who I am. Now let me tell you what I do. Now let me tell you what people think of my services. Now let me show you some blogs or free content which convinces you that I'm an expert and I'm really great at what I do. And now here's a way that you can contact me. Um, so tell me more about your experience of that in terms of how we can use content on our website to navigate people through in a really smooth way in that idea of, us sitting back and just letting the site take them through that process. Yeah, so I think when once somebody lands on your homepage, um, they need the the one thing that I always say is that people need to focus more on their call to actions because that is the piece of content that is going to take them through to another page of the website and keep them moving and um, getting them to stay on your website. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know what a call to action is, that's just really um, it's almost the the bit of content that you'll have that moves people across. So um, for a product-based business, it might be Shop Now or Shop the Edit or something like that. Um, for um, a service-based business, it might be Read More or Find Out More, that type of thing. It's those little um, tiny bits of content that tell that literally tell people what what to do next kind of thing and and make them kind of so if they've seen something that they like if they've landed on the home page and you sell bags for example and there's a really gorgeous collection and somebody wants to click through and find out more you're actually telling them to shop now and move through to to view yeah. the content in more detail um so i always kind of say to if you haven't got any calls calls to act on your website add those in um, and think about the journey that you do want the customer to take, not the, the journey that you want them to take. Yeah, um, that's such a good point. It, it, because they'll naturally have, have um, a journey that they want to follow and you will definitely have a reason why you've got a website in the first place. You, you know, you, you either want people to book in um, a service or you want them to buy from your website. Um, but rather than think in terms of the journey that you want them to take and think is the best route and you want them to click on this page and this page and this page that's actually sometimes a bit of a stumbling block and isn't taking them as direct as as you kind of could so think about the the easiest way and the most seamless journey that they'll have when they kind of go through the website um mm -hmm. and and you know, making sure any content um is up to date so if you um, run promotions or um, anything like that make or if you've got anything um, particularly seasonal make sure that you are taking time to update it because again if somebody kind of comes onto your website and um, it's around February and you've still got something on there about Christmas or New Year yeah. that sends a flag that you're not professional you're not kind of keeping on top of um, 
the content on there. And I think there's so many amazing websites out there that do um, keep on top of things. And especially um, there's sort of a battle between smaller businesses and then bigger enterprises because they have got a big team that can manage and make sure that those little tiny um, mistakes aren't made. So sometimes it's just actually putting some time aside to kind of review your website and just make sure that everything's sort of up to scratch. Yeah, and it's I'm so glad you kind of touched on that at the end because I think often people are probably being one of two boats in that they either have a website built by someone else and I, I'm in that position so any website changes I have to make aren't the easiest process because I have to tell them what I need decide if I can budget for that and then pay for it but then a lot of people will have built via those kind of really like intuitive sites such as Wix or whatever and making those changes a bit easier so regardless of which position they're in are there kind of any exercises that we can fit into our routines which don't take up a ton of time but stop us like you said from having content on there which is either out of date or no longer being effective for us yeah so I think um I would always suggest, um, this is especially for product-based businesses, of having um, sort of a monthly walkthrough of the website. And this only takes like an hour or something like that. And then you'll, you, you know, you may come up, if you're, once you start doing it regularly, you find there's less and less sort of changes that you actually need to, to make and, and it's much easier to maintain. Um, but literally putting yourself in um, the position of your customer going to your homepage first of all, is the messaging still engaging? Is it um, up to date with your most recent collection? Um, again, is the is the promotion still um, a current promotion? Um, are you, have you got anything? Because especially with um, product-based homepages, there's a lot of areas to sell. Um, so it's making sure that you've got stuff that's still in stock on the home page you know don't kind of waste that space to promote something that you've only got one of or um you know you've already sold out of and and make sure that the imagery and the wording all kind of connects and and leads people to where you want them to go so i would just say to really take that walk through your website even um you know kind of make a false order so you go right through from landing on the website to actually making a purchase and seeing if that journey and that process is as simple and easy as possible because if you yeah. find yeah. there's some uh, you know at some point um it's you know maybe entering a promotional code doesn't work or um it's not easy to actually select a different payment option or anything like that or you you land on a product and you don't actually have any product information on there all those little things that may just have been missed if you're bulk uploading loads of products you might have forgotten something and you know checking that your um spelling and grammar is correct again it's all just really tiny little things that make the biggest difference um and then once you've kind of got those notes you can go and you know make those changes and like i said if you kind of get into a routine of doing this it won't take as long every time because you're website will be working in the way that you want to um and you'll find that it's just much easier to to maintain and that it is actually selling in the way that you kind of want it to and that's most effective for your customer yeah and I guess the more you do it it's just like muscle memory isn't it the more you get used to what to look out for and the as you do it you'll probably continue to grow your how 
how established your kind of idea of that ideal customer and ideal follower is so that any every time you do it after that it's so much easier because you're not going through that whole kind of thought process it's a bit more of an instant decision yeah definitely and it's just looking you know like if anything if there's anything missing or if there's any frustrations that you have when you're exploring through the website um and then another thing that you can do is also um a content audit which is where you basically kind of look at every page on your website and the written content that's on there and see if it's still relevant um and you know whether you want to change anything and again that 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 can take quite a big chunk of time depending on how big your website is and you know sort of how many pages if you are product based then it is going to take longer because you have lots of individual product pages mm-hmm. but if you're um service based or a personal brand you probably find that you haven't actually got that many um web pages so it's something that might take like half a day or a day but it's really worthwhile to kind of go through and make sure that all your content feels like it flows and um you are speaking in the same voice across all these different bits and pieces that you've got and um again just really reviewing to make sure that it's it's up to date like if you are a service and you've got a new um package or something that you may have put straight onto the packages page but you might have an, an intro to your services or something like that and you don't mention it and just kind of making sure that everything is as clear as possible yeah and I, I don't know if, if you've heard of this idea before but I force all my clients to do it and they usually hate me for it but I did it when I designed my website which is to sit down once you've got a whatever drafted website or final website and have a family or friend sit on a laptop and just say navigate through the site and you have to sit and it's so difficult because you want to interrupt them and try and point out something you'll be like oh no if you just click there but it's such a really like it's a slightly savage sometimes because it really shows you what's wrong and what's not working but it's so eye-opening to see someone else navigating through your site and you notice these things of like oh I thought that call to action was really clear and they would click on that maybe they didn't and it goes back to what you were saying of creating the navigation on your site not in a way of how you want people to navigate through it but understanding how they're going to navigate through it and almost Definitely. flipping that on its head isn't it no 100 percent. because you like you said it'll it'll be frustrating for you because you'll be thinking oh hang on a minute like that, that's not where i want you to click but it's then worth having that conversation and asking why why is it they went in that direction rather than the one that you kind of would anticipate that they would they would naturally take um and and that just kind of flags up you know little tiny changes that you can make um to make the journey more effective for people and it really you know you you want people to spend as much time on your website as possible so that they do either buy from you or um book in a service or something like that so you need to make sure that the content on there is relevant and it's engaging and it is easy to digest and there's kind of you know thinking about the length of content as well you know if you if you go onto an about page for example I see it quite a lot where people have got literally reams and reams and reams of like a huge essay of, of, of an about um, piece which is great because it does you know show that they're willing to share their story with with you but actually people just want to kind of get that feel in a much shorter way you know everybody's busy they haven't got time to be reading reams and reams of content so just thinking about where's the best place to spend your time writing you know likely if somebody does want to explore further they're going to read a blog post or an article or something like that Um, and just looking at um, how you actually 
physically put the content together as well so can you can you break things up by adding in bullet points or um looking at you know pulling out certain bits of text and making them into a header and just things that's easier to digest rather than just this huge ream of copy all in the same um the same size font and it can be a bit like oh overwhelming to kind of actually for the customer to read that they they just want to kind of take what they can as quickly as possible and they'll make a decision there and then whether you're the right person for them or whether your brand is sort of um something that they would choose to buy into yeah that's so true i feel like off the back of this episode people are going to have like 20 different things to go and look for in their websites (laughs) but it's great because i think like we said at the start, your your site is such an investment, I think, in your business, whether that be financially or time-wise. And I think when you've got a site that you're really proud of and a site that you know is really effective and those two kind of align, I think it's just incredible because then anything you do off the back of that, you can trust that when you send people to that place, it's going to be fit for them and fit for your business. Yeah. Um, so I've this is a bit of a put on the spot because this wasn't one of the things questions <laughs> I asked you before. Um, but I'll answer it myself before so you can have a bit of thinking time. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about brand voice, importance of your homepage, call to actions, establishing navigation through your site, content, keeping your content up to date, ton of things for people all to action. But if there were to be kind of one fundamental thing in terms of websites that you'd like people to take away or you'd like people to action or look at their websites in the view of, what would that be? So I guess my answer would be one that I say to all of my clients, which is that in whatever way you can fit it in, every single page should in some way communicate who you are, what you do, and a way that they can engage with that. So I guess a a call to action, whether that be having a tiny burrow at the side of your blog page, which is just a sentence about you, or whether it's having a pop-up where they can join their mailing list or anything like that. So I think that would be my like big website, make sure you have it thing. Would you have one that you could share? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, this one is so obvious, but the I have to say, because it, it's something that I find all the time, is making sure that your spelling and grammar is correct. Um, yes, I can't believe we've not talked about that already. <laughs> so, it's so easy to just kind of put content on there and, um, you know, not, have not checked it, but just make sure that everything is easy to read and that you've not kind of made any spelling mistakes because you want to come across as a professional brand and that doesn't look professional and it's something that does take like two seconds just to kind of check that everything is spelled correctly so that would be my big thing because it's something that I do see frequently and it's just where people are you know a lot like we said before everybody's busy and if you are working for yourself and you're you've got you know content and you need you feel like you've just got to churn it out and you mm-hmm pop it up and you don't actually spend time thinking about it um and then I guess other than that um it really would be the the thing of having your navigation um easy to actually navigate um I've just recently been with a client and um she'd sort of moved her um menu to an icon that you then had to click on and then that would bring up all the different um headings that you needed to kind of move around the site um but because it was the same color as she'd got like a huge image on the um on the page that kind of took up the full um the full desktop view um and because it was the same part of it was the same color as the menu button the menu button just wasn't visible okay and it's it's just making sure that you're not kind of putting any blocks to to get the customer to 
move through the site because ultimately that's what you want them to do. That's why you've got a website. Um, so just making it as clear and consistent as possible. Yeah, and I love that the two you shared were just really simple, easy things to change because I think sometimes websites can feel really intimidating, mainly because probably we don't always understand them. They're not as easy and intuitive to edit as a social media platform is. Yeah. But I think it's so true that like the tiniest changes can make the biggest of differences. And I guess it will hopefully be refreshing for listeners to be like, oh, okay, it's it's not this horrible thing that's going to take me like a week to change. I can just go in and do these few different edits and actually that's going to bring it up a whole nother level. Um, so thank yeah. you for sharing that. I feel like this episode's like flown away with us. I didn't even realize the time. <laughs> so I guess off the back of this, I was about to, I was kind of laughing in my head because I was like, maybe people are now going to look at our websites and like judge us oh, against I, <laughs> I was sat here thinking like, I should probably go and do a bit of a website audit after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but tell people about where they can connect with you off the back of this, different accounts and platforms that you want them to get connected with you and hear more of both your expertise and also more about your services as well yeah so um my website is www.medialux.uk and that kind of gives you um a full indication of what i do the services that i offer that type of thing um i am i am starting to do some more blog posts um i kind of i find that i write loads of blogs for clients and then have no time to write them for myself Uh but uh, (laughs) i am really keen i've got loads of topics that i want to talk about so um, I'm hoping from next month to start um, blogging more regularly on there. And then um, the platform that I'm most active on is Instagram. And that's where I connect with a lot of my clients. Um, so it's just at Medialux and then an underscore. Um, but you can find that through my website as well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the place that I really choose to kind of connect with my audience. I just find that that's where I've um, picked up business from. I find it's the easiest um, sort of social media platform for the kind of thing that I do to connect with people. Um, I do have Twitter and Facebook as well, but I don't really choose to kind of use them as as much as I do with um, Instagram. I just think that now it's much easier to engage and people are more willing to engage on Instagram than they are on other social media platforms. So it kind of makes sense to to utilize that. Mm -hmm. And if people are based in or around Birmingham, you have something really exciting that you run, don't you? That would be for them. I um, co-run a, um, I guess a a kind of community. It's um, an event called Flock and Form. We've just recently done um, our first event last week um, and it's really bringing together all the amazing creatives um, from across the Midlands into one space um, to kind of meet with each other, feel like they can collaborate um, and be creative outside of what they normally do in their day-to-day and kind of if you know if you are self-employed and you do work from home for example it's having that sort of community that you can go and engage with so we're um we're on instagram at flock and form um and yeah we're hoping to do do these seasonally so the next one um will be in october just planning that at the moment but it's a great opportunity to kind of meet with all the people that you kind of follow on Instagram um, and really want to connect with and just just ask them about business and how how they work and just you know have those conversations that you might not necessarily have with friends and family if they're not in in the same boat as you so yeah it's get it's connecting with people that get it isn't it, it makes such a difference yeah makes the crazy self-employed life that little bit easier and 
bit more joyful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been very fun. (laughs) So that was it. Uh, Like I said in the intro, I think Charlotte and I could have kept talking for hours because there is a lot to be talked about when it comes to having a great website. But I really think Charlotte did a great job of covering kind of the fundamentals there. And I'm so sure that whatever point you're at, if you haven't got a website or if you've had one for 10 years, there'll be something in there that you can take away in order to strengthen and develop the site that you've already got. I'd love for you to go and check out all that Charlotte is and all that she does off the back of this episode. So make sure to head to the show notes at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash Charlotte, in which you'll find links for Media Lux, which is her business. And you'll also find links for Flock and Form, which is the seasonal gathering for creative businesses, which she co-hosts with Katie. Um, it's based in the Midlands. So if you're in that area, I'd really encourage you to check it out. Truly nothing beats meeting up face to face with people who get it and work in similar places to you. It's very refreshing. And you may just meet someone and make a new friend like Charlotte and I did at an event recently. Uh, So that's all for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will speak next Friday.